You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I had an amazing conversation with Morgan Lander and S.J. Jones about Kitty Pig. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! Making Waves Welcome to Making Waves, episode 28. My name is Justin. I'm here with my co-host, Chad. And uh, tonight, we're, we, hey, thanks, Chad. We are going to uh, entertain you guys for the next hour with uh, one of the members here of the Dallas genre-bending band, We Are Band Nerds. Uh, everyone, please welcome Brandon. Thanks for taking the time tonight, bud. Uh, it's just me welcoming you. Hi, Brandon. <laughs> there we go. But, you know, and, you know obviously. Uh <laughs> So listen, uh, if you guys have not tuned into uh, Making Waves before, um, we basically represent the Ship Rocks Rock Cruise. But uh, welcome and listen, guys. If you could, if you enjoy this 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 show, please subscribe to us, rate and review us, and then tell all your friends. So, that, uh, with further ado, we'll go ahead and start tonight. Brandon, tell us what's going on, man. What's happening with you? And uh, we are band nerds. Oh man, uh, I guess you could say we are getting ready for twenty twenty one. You know, uh, getting all our our ducks in a row, so to speak, and, you know, going to roll out some cool things in 2021. We got some things in the work, you know, possibly albums, you know, definitely singles are coming out. Those Speaking of that, I noticed that in 2020, you guys put out a few singles, right? You yeah. just put out My Enemy, right? If uh, yeah. I'm correct, a music yes. video for that. And yeah. then before that, there was, um, shoot, you're going to hate me. It was like uh, Blackout. S- Blackout. And is there a video for that, too? That was the one I was looking yeah, for. Yeah, Blackout. Yeah, that's a, there's a, that was the first one we did. Yeah, Blackout. Would but I be yeah. remiss to, to pretend that these are going to be part of a record? Or are they just? Uh... Uh, no, those were um, those were just, you know, songs like we try to stay active, you know, and like, um 2020, you know, shut down a lot of things or whatnot. And so we just wanted to, you know, I guess you could say stay relevant. We're always thinking, you know, we're always trying to, you know, be relevant, I guess you can say, for a lack of better words. And so, no, those are just treats just to let Ooh. you know, you know, just to <laughs> let you know, hey, we're still here. You know, cause yeah. we were, you know, we've been grinding for a while. You know what I mean? And uh, we finally got blessed with the opportunity to play at Shiprock. And then, you know, so things were on the up and up for us. And then, like, soon as we docked, it was like, you know, everything started, you know. And so we took that as, you know, more or less like, okay, uh, this is what we need to do to be ready. You know what I mean? Like, don't take totally. this time to pout about it. You know, we just want to make sure, you know, 
because we would like to tour and everything, you know what I'm saying? But like, you know, we have to have something to advertise, so to speak, you know, and totally. So 2020 was all, I guess you could say rebuilding, you know, we got new equipment, we've upgraded our, our stuff, you know what I mean? Because like before we got to Shiprock, I guess you could say we were just like a little local band, you know what I mean? A garage band, I guess you could say. And, you know, we put out some stuff on some crappy equipment, you know what I mean? But like just put <laughs> stuff out. So we had stuff on record. I mean, uh, we recorded our first album, Forget Me Nots, in the garage right here. You know, I, mean? I was gonna say, is that where we're looking at? Yeah. If you can't, you, you know guys can't, that can't see us right now, which is everybody. Uh, we're <laughs> looking at what what looks like a classic rehearsal jam space, and I yeah, yeah, can't tell yeah, you how much like, I mi- I see it, and I'm like, oh my god, I want to, I wish I had my jam space back. <laughs> so is yeah, that like, so we're looking at where you made that have uh, have me not? Uh, so. This is where this is where half of it uh, got made. Uh, the other half was at our apartment, you know what I mean? Uh, me and Tony's apartment. And then, you know, I went and got married and, you know, got a house and stuff like that. Did so Tony I, move so. with you? No. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Tony at? You, know what I'm you, just, you threw your, your boy to the, to the dogs like that? What's up, dude? <laughs> but yeah, like, uh, this is definitely, well, this is definitely like more or less our new chapter right here. You know what I mean? Forgive awesome. me not to was more, I guess we called it like the band hall 303. That was our apartment. You know what I mean? And so that's where a lot of the beats and stuff were made and ideas were consumed. And then by the time it got over here, you know, it was just more or less about mixing and, you know, tracking and stuff like that. So, but this is where my enemy, uh, black up, you know, uh, all the newer stuff, this is where, you know, this is where the ideas come and everything like that. And then we'll rehearse it in here. Yeah, I was going to say, what you guys have done with 2020 to what Chad brought up and what you, uh, Treats, I think that's a fantastic name for that, dropping that. That seems to be kind of like the plan for a lot of bands this year. It's like, unfortunately, some of them, bands we've talked to, they drop their album in like April and they're like, well, wait a minute, hold on, we're shut down now. We can't tour this. Do we go right. back and like, do we re-record something? Do we put out a new record? But to, to you guys were really hit that pocket where you had clarity had come out you guys were doing some gigs. You did ship rocked and then you're like, okay, shut down, but you can still be creative enough to drop those little pieces out that remind people you're still around, give something they can chew on it for a month and then right. maybe drop another one. That was the thing. Just drop a single here and there keeps people reminded, but you guys did the right thing. I mean, you, you sit there and you're like, Hey, we're going to build our studio out. We're going to take this time and be creative. Um, which is really interesting because a lot of people took this time to go and like do Twitch or do all these other things virtual to make, right. to make some money. But you right. guys basically put it all back into the creative, like hardware yes. situation, which is great. Yeah, so we that- like, yeah, we upgraded our laptops, you know what I mean? Hard drives, <laughs> you know, we uh, monitors, stuff like that, mics, things like that. I'm like, Tony, because we do our own videos. So, Tony, he's upgraded his whole, you know, video studio, new camera. So, I mean, because if 2021 is going to be anything kind of like 2020, I see a lot of virtual things in the future and, you know, you want it to look good. You know, you don't want cell phone quality or, you know, I guess. Unless you got that iPhone 12 dog. That, that <laughs> Get a bunch of those. Uh, you no, can do an ad for good. ad, do an ad for Apple. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so, but like with the treats, so to speak, like mm-hmm. Tony, if Tony was there, he would say this, that people's attention spans, like they're, they're out the window. So, and yeah. he can't, he can remember when we dropped, forget me nots. 
we did this whole little rollout and then we dropped forget me nots and the day of one of the comments under the uh, the album was uh oh this is great i can't wait for the next one and it's like we <laughs> just released this album <laughs> and he's like i can't wait for the next one and so like with that type of attitude you know what i mean and attention span you know you got to drop little treat, treats here and there but i'm mm-hmm. an album guy i like yeah. albums you know what I mean? I like complete thoughts. You know what I mean? I don't, you know, little things here and there are cool, but like, I want to know what someone's going through. You know what I mean? I want to, you know, I want to vibe with that person's work. You know what I mean? And it's hard to do that with individuals, you know, singles here and there. There's two things that I wanted to talk about. I, and because with the, the treats, if you will, um, you're in a poison position that's it's kind of, Although it's a slow roll right now with everything being shut down, it's kind of at your benefit. Uh, when yep. you're building your brand, band, uh, I was in a band called Wilson that played that ship. All, we were the same exact story. Nobody knew who we were. We played the ship. Our lives changed uh, and the world didn't shut down directly after it. And we went to do all this great stuff. But we didn't have the platforms even back then in 2014 that are as well revered as like Spotify and the DSPs, everything that's out there now. And the the building campaign nowadays, when you're a young band, the idea of blowing your load with a record is like pretty much the last thing that somebody wants to do. And it's really just the old hairs in the industry that have, and I, I agree, I like full albums as well, but I also appreciate the fact that I don't have to wait Mm-hmm. And I'm going to get something now. And on top of that, it doesn't necessarily dictate what's going to be the full um, c- encompassing, you know, brain hole picture of the full record when it comes out. With all that being said, though, because now you're doing you're able to do this right now. Just pump them out, find spaces, put a little money into market marketing, pay attention to your analytics, all the nerd stuff uh, that that I love. I don't know about you, but on the other hand, what you just said about that guy who says, Oh, this is great. I can't wait to the next one. You're like, we just spent all this time doing it. I don't know how like interested or into like uh, stand up comedy and, uh, and comedians. I love and it. they're okay. I love so, it. are you familiar with like why they tour and what the whole point of their cycle is? It's the complete opposite as us as musicians. Really? Yeah. Not. So they're going out there to work. They're 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 jamming in their space. That's what a tour is. You know, they they don't go up there. Like, if you've already seen the special, sorry, my earbuds uh, falling out. If you've already seen the special, you don't want to hear those jokes live, right? So it's a special that they're working up for on the road. Uh, New material, working working it out, going Mm -hmm. through that. And then they put the record out and then they wash their hands of it and never, never, ever, unless you're Dane Cook, say the same joke. Right. Uh, yeah. Again and again. And then they're under the next thought process. Right. So it's a complete it's a complete opposite as us where we're nobody's heard our shit. We go and make a record and then we're like, look at this shit. And then we go and do it all day, every day for the next right, right. two years. So I would have to say, like, if anything, when I'm listening to your story, dude, like I was thinking, man, that's going to suck. Like coming off the ship and then getting basically dick punched by uh, COVID <laughs> after that high. And then you're sitting yeah. there like, what the fuck are we going to do? We, we can't even move. But right. actually, you have the tools at your fingertips to move mountains way more than you would if you got in that ban and trailer right now. Right. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, I just wanted to ca- comment on yeah, that because yeah, I thought it was interesting. Yeah. I mean, like um, we've noticed for a while, like basically what's happening 
right now is what we kind of noticed for a while. Like rock is starting to have to do what hip hop has been doing since it started. Like hip hop yeah. artists, that's what they do. Mixtapes, singles here and there. You know what I mean? Cross pollination, all that. Exactly. Stuff. You know what I mean? And so we've, we've been had that mind frame. Like if you look at our discography, like, well, we, you know, we have like maybe like seven EPs and a whole bunch of just tracks. And like, we have tons of music because that was when we started, that's, you know, how we operated. We operated like we were in hip hop, you know what I mean? And like, oh, you got to put out a song, you know, have a uh, mixtape ready. And, you know, three months later, we, we were working on our next one, you know, stuff like that. And now rock is starting to have to move the same way because, and, and I feel like, it's going to bring the best of the best out because before, like you said, you would be able to put out an album and tour on that album for a good two years before you had to go to a studio and work on something else. Now, you know, you'll be lucky to make it through the summer with your album before they're, they're looking for something else. And a lot of, I don't know if how they are now, but uh, from what I know, a lot of rock bands, you know, don't produce music that fast because of what it takes to put out a song. And so how Tony and I are unique is we produce all our tracks. You know, they're all live instruments, but we produce them. So whenever we have an idea or we're, we're writing a song, it's just boom, pick up the guitar. OK, and then I'll have Cam play the drums and then we're done. You know what I mean? But lyric. Before, it would be like the whole band needs to be there. The guitarist would, you know, make a riff. The bass player would, you know, but... And you'd fight each other for like 30 minutes exactly. over which part needs... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> With Tony and I, I, we play we play all the instruments. So, cool. We got it. It's done. You know what I mean? And the band, they like that. They appreciate it. You know what I mean? Like, Santos, he, he loves playing the bass lines that I write, I tell him to write some all the time. And he'll, he'll be like, no, nah, man, you got it. Same with Scully. Like, he's like, no, nah, man, I like what you do. So it's like, we we understand our roles and we work like a team like that. And so we're able to produce out tracks, you know, at the you know, speed of our creativity. And so we're blessed in that sense, you know what I mean? Which makes us ahead of the curve, so to speak. So that's why I say in 2021, you know, we're preparing ourselves to just be punching and knocking out because like you said, we got dick punched. <laughs> and so now it's like, we gotta, we gotta build that right back up again. You know what I mean? So, and like, yeah, that high was amazing. It was amazing. You know what yeah. I mean? And so, you know, we appreciated that opportunity and everything like that. And, you know, we wish we could have capitalized on it a little bit more, but we made some cool friends you know what i'm saying we uh were introduced to a new fan base you know and supporters uh that had become friends you know and so we appreciate that experience and like what we've learned i've got to talk to some heavyweights on the boat you know what i mean so what i've learned and what we plan on doing you know we're very optimistic the band is still the original band you know what i mean nobody's breaking up nobody you know, well, except for you and Tony, you kicked him out of your house. <laughs> now, Tony actually is moving back closer to me. Uh, I think March 2nd, he said so because he's out in San Antonio right now. And so 
you know, he's like an eight hour drive away from me. And so yeah. right now we send tracks through, you know, our drive. We share a Google Drive and we just upload to the drive and take, you know what I mean? We both use the same program, you know what I mean? And so it's just like, hey, I just dropped you. A, I'm like, all right, I'm on it. Boom. Hey, I threw it back. Need your verse. Da, da, da. You know, that's just mm-hmm. how we operate now. So we're very excited with 2021. You know what I mean? Videos, that's another thing. You know what I mean? He's the only one person, you know. So yeah. those might be slow, but the tracks will have, you know, ample amount of tracks. It's just a matter of visuals because you can't just drop a track nowadays. You got to have visuals with these these tracks. Yeah. You people are greedy. God, yeah. you are greedy. Well, yeah, <laughs> they've certainly been conditioned. Now, it's funny what, what Brandon Harry talk about this is you just showed right now the benefits of keeping things in house. Recording yes. in house, video in house, just everything is it's 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 great. And twenty twenty, obviously, for a lot of artists, was a downtime because, like you said, you get kicked in the nuts, and you're kind of like anyone that works in business doesn't matter if you're a roadie or a tech or whatever. You're just kind of slowly getting up from your knees and right. trying to figure it out. But I think what you're doing, with the way you guys are going about it, and how big artists and regional artists and international artists, they're going to have to be. It's an invigorating time to be in a rock band because yeah. you really have to think outside the box. You're going back. This is like going back to like. The Beatles going, how do we record Sgt. Pepper? How are we going to do this? I don't know. Let's fucking try it and give it a whirl. And right. that's what rock bands are going to do. And they're going to become the ones that are creative. They're going to they're going to come out on top. The ones that have been playing by the old rules, they're going to kind of go by the wayside. Yeah, they're going to they're going to drown. So, you know, one thousand yeah, yeah. percent. So Evolve speaking of. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about you guys sound. Um, listen, just me when I. First time I even saw you guys was just on the boat, and it's kind of chaotic to kind of lock into a band sound. You kind of know the elements, but it's an active live show. And right. by the way, you guys blew people away, which I love the fact that you guys were like this kind of smaller band playing in Dallas. You get on Shiprock, and you put on basically a big band show for people as far as like you guys held your heads with those other bands, though, to have notoriety, and the fans enjoyed it. Um, but your sound, when I sit here and I can actually listen and absorb the music, obviously being an old cat, I'm first thing I think about is I think of like Fishbone and 247 Spies and Living Color, uh, right, right. You know, Bad Brains, um, yeah. kind of because you guys are moving because they not just because they were, but they, they had they were formatted in a certain they were kind of founded in a certain style, but they added all these different elements and it just flowed. But you guys bring in like a more modern approach. I mean, the hip hop mixed with like Chad and I were discussing this with like Deftones, little orange nine millimeters, some floating kind of Lincoln Park stuff. Mm-hmm. Is this worded all of these influences from just you guys or the whole band or tell us of your um, process in creating your sound? Uh, well, yeah, like I grew up on um, I grew up on Lincoln Park and Limp Bizkit, you know, Deftones, you know, my favorite band. Uh, obviously. Uh, and then, you know, I grew into, you know, rap and hip hop, you know, eventually. My first love was jazz, though. I say that all the time. Like, I was playing jazz and, you know, trumpet and all that stuff before I got into any of, uh, of that. But then when I did cross over and listen to like rock, and I just loved how new metal was a, a like a mixing pot of everything because corn used to mix hip-hop in you know what i mean uh um what's his name and bagpipes yes <laughs> bagpipes you know it's just all about the, it was about the groove you know what mm-hmm. i mean you know yeah. what i mean it was like the groove and so like rick rubin 
with uh you know producing beastie boys you know they used to do rock with rap you know what i mean and so we we didn't really in my point of view we didn't really you know you know reinvent the wheel or nothing we're still carrying on the corn and limp biscuit and lincoln park we just kind of like shined it up a little bit you know what i mean and you know just modernized it so to speak you know well i think taking that uh, one song just one song and, and adding all those elements really gives a chance for it to breathe and keeps the audience super engaged because they're not just used to that same three minute beat you're throwing all kinds of stuff at them and, and you're, these quick turns and like time signature stuff and then going back into hip-hop it's really interesting and invigorating as a listener so you're I always make, on your toes I, you know I, I like to think i make headphone music like yeah exactly I, I, I always imagine, you know, listening to my music in headphones, you know what I mean? Does it sound good to me in the headphones? Like, you know, uh, am I driving in the car and it sounds good in intimate spaces, you know? That's the type of, you know, vibe that I like to go for, you know? So I like to take your ears on a journey, you know? I don't want you to get bored, like he says. I appreciate that, like, but you know this, you know? So Tony... You know, his influence, his hip hop influence and his knowledge and is able to find the pockets on like, you know, little little drum patterns and stuff like that, you know, and then you add Cam, his he's like a human MP3, you know, MPC. So he can play any drum beat you throw at him and his pocket is amazing. One of the best drummers in the world to me, my opinion, like you just don't understand the talent that he has. And then Santos, his love for for the bass, he always puts that energy that I can't put on it. So I'll show him a bass line, but he puts that energy just because his love of playing bass. Like, I, I've never seen someone that loves to play bass like he does. So, like, hey, dude, get a room. And then Los is the <laughs> glue to me. Los, I've always said it when we found Los, He's always been the glue because sometimes our songs can get a little too heavy. And then when we add Los in there with the DJ and the scratching, you know what I mean? It brings back that hip hop element and the bounce and the groove that we always want you to feel. We're, we want you to feel the bounce and the groove of it. Even if it sounds like it's fast or, you know, there's always a pocket there. We want you to bounce. We want your head to always be moving yeah. to what we're doing. It's, survive like if you can you should be able to headbang to it mosh to it and twerk to it you know what <laughs> i mean pick your pick your place yeah, so, you, yeah you know you bring the girls in and the guys will follow so exactly yeah did you do you guys uh know do you know the band head pe yeah yeah we're actually uh we're we're kind of working on trying to work on a collaboration we're like you know messaging back and forth so yeah yeah we played a couple earlier shows. records in particular are like that. Your your sound it reminds me of Justin. We were talking about right before you got on the 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 elements of Orange Nine Millimeter, and I feel like there's this lyrical push and play. Uh, Kendrick Lamar's "To Pimp a Butterfly" is my favorite record. Yes. Period. Uh, it's, my, it, it's it came came over over top of all my other favors uh, to this day, and I didn't you know that kind of blew my mind. I listened to it more than anything else, and I hear that going on with the push and play between the melody and the uh, the lyrical delivery. And what I really was curious is, because the head PE thing turns itself back around, the second record that that band put out, I for, can't remember the name of it off the top of my head right now, but there's a song called Bartender. 
Yeah, yeah, bartender. Hey, bartender, hit me with a double. That song, it like soon as you guys started playing on the ship, I was like, I heard this groove, and I was like, do do That song has this do 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 ding 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 ding, and I was like, is Head P playing on the ship? Like, I just, I just heard the groove. I didn't know what that what was going on. I walked. I it was in the was it the back room? What's the? I always forget the room. The Eagles, right? The man. The Eagles Lounge in the back, right? The Eagles, I thought the Eagles Lounge was in the, what was the the one in the middle of the ship? Atrium. The okay. atrium. So then yes. the Eagles Lounge then, then I, we were in. I, yeah, so I was walking by the back of that area. There's a piano room over there and somebody was in there playing pianos. I was listening to a guy. I thought I thought they were playing, it was playing on speakers in there. And I was like, no, it's not. I opened the door. It was you guys. And I was, at first I was like, damn, this is, like I said, before I came in there, I was like, damn, I didn't know Head P.E. was on this the ship. And I came in. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? It was so like, honestly, uh, it was refreshing. Right. You know, when you're when you're in a situation where like for me, I was a huge fan. I'm still a huge fan of new metal. But just like you, I cut my teeth uh, in that sort of area. I, I, this all going back to one point and you're in Dallas. Right. And. <laughs> These people that you're playing with, you I don't know every band member's name, but I definitely know Tony and Cam because we've been talking yes. about them. Yes. How long have you guys known each other and how did, did you get to know each other in, in Dallas? Because both Justin's from there. I lived there a little bit of time. There used to be a really dope music scene years ago there when the yes. door and all that stuff was around. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, I My first tours ever were with bands from there that no longer exist, but it's gone as right. far as I know. Yeah. Yeah, it's and, all it's all like little high rises and stuff like that. They're trying to do in little restaurants and stuff like that. There's like little. Well, just like the camaraderie bars. of bands. It didn't like. I feel like in 2007 or eight is the last time that I remember. Like maybe 10 is when I remember. Like wow, this is going downhill. And then from there, not downhill in a bad way. Like the venues were closing, and there wasn't just the same sort of thing going on. Maybe it just wasn't. Right. I wasn't paying attention to it in a different area but how did you guys meet is what i, I guess i'm trying to say uh, your well, story man uh i guess uh it all started a long time now um we've known each other <laughs> for over a decade uh dorian or scully the guitarist he is my college roommate and a longtime best friend and then tony was my uh, not supervisor but my trainer at this job uh, Encore. We used to work at Encore Electric, and uh, he was my trainer. So I met him, and like he would take me out on routes and stuff like that, and he would show me, you know. And we just started talking, you know, like, "Yo, you know, you do music?" Yeah, I was like, "Yeah, I do music," you know, because I was going to. Um, uh, I just uh, left North Texas, and I was going to. Uh, it was called uh, Media Tech back then. I don't mm-hmm. know what it's called. Or it was called Sound Lab. Now it's called like Media Tech or something like that. Yes, be Dow Sound Lab. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I was uh, James Dumain was one of my teachers, and uh, I was going there at the time. And while I was working at Encore, and I was like, "Yeah, I do music." You know, I was I was more or less doing beats at the time, and you know, just engineering. And I was like, "Yeah, I make beats," and you know, engineering. He was like, "Yeah, you know, I rap." You know. And, you know, Tony, he's got that thick New York, you know what I mean? And so uh, we went, we just started vibing, you know, started freestyling with each other. And then I started bringing him to my classes and, you know, using him to record for my projects. And, and like, we started Band Nerds as a, uh, a compilation CD to showcase our beats that we were making. 
and we didn't form a band until I think James Dumaine, our my professor, was like, hey, we have a showcase. And so I was like, yo, let's, you know, do our music live instead of just doing it, you know, let's do it live. And so we got, uh, I got a couple of people together and we did it and like, you know, it went well. And so, you know, me and Tony had a talk and we were like, let's do it for real, for real. And so I got Scully, I called him, you know, I was like, hey, play guitar for me in this band. Uh, and then uh, we had auditions and we found Cam. Uh, and then we found Los, and then at the audition or whatnot, and then uh, Santos came later on. We also had like a keyboard player and uh, a singer, like my bro, he uh, he passed away, and uh, we also had two DJs, and it was just a mess. And so we were kind of like the roots, though. There was no distortion and stuff like that. We were like the roots. We were like a hip hop group, almost, so to speak. And so I wanted to do rock. And the sound guy's worst nightmare. Yes. I wanted to do, (laughs) I I always wanted to do, because like I said, I grew, you know, Deftones was one of my favorite bands. And so I wanted to do that. You know what I mean? I wanted to rap and do that over, you know, rock and stuff. And so we had members in the band, you know, it didn't really work. Los, Cam, and Scully stayed, you know what I mean? And from there, you know, we, we went through a couple of bass players. We, we it, you damn bass players are hard, you know. Uh, that's another another time. But if we kept going through bass players, really good, talented people, you know, just created different differences. And uh, we finally found Santos about ten years ago, and he came through. And like before he played, like I, I already fell in love with him before he played. Like he was just. His personality, he's just inviting Sandman. He was going as Sandman uh, on the boat, all throughout the boat. But Santos oh, yeah. Sandman. And so, like, he's just, he was just a good dude. And I just was like, this is someone I want in my life, period. Do you know what I mean? And so, ever since then, we have all just clicked like brothers. We argue like brothers. You know what I mean? We, we love each other like brothers. You know what I mean? So, that's just what we do. And yeah, we've been a band ever since. And now it's more or less like, we're a family that does music rather than we're a band. You know what I mean? Okay. It's just like, we just like hanging out together. And it's just a bonus that, you know, we make dope music. So, huh. Yeah, I love that. So that's the story <laughs> of band. Yeah. So if you guys work on new music, I mean, a lot of bands tend to say, hey, we have our, our, our freshman and sophomore albums out. How are we going to evolve? When you guys do so many different genres within what you already do, is there an evolution from that, or you just kind of bring in new sounds to add to what you guys are already doing? There's no real need to kind of change and say, hey, let's add elements of this when you're already actually doing that. You know, uh, that's a good question, because, you know, as an artist, I fight with that, you know, daily. You always want to evolve. You always want to, you know, do something better, you know. Mm-hmm. And But I understand, like, as a fan of other bands, I hated when they would do that. And so, like, for instance, I don't know how many people would agree with me, but I feel like after, you know, um, Linkin Park's second album, like, lost it for me. You know what I mean? They started adding, you know, world music and stuff like that. And, you know, it was cool, 
you know, Mike Shinoda is a creative dude and talented dude. It just wasn't for me. And so I just stay with the hybrid theory and the, uh, uh, what's the one after that one? What is the one There's after, one after that one? <laughs> no, I'm just joking. I'm joking. Yeah, I like, I like man, the it, it, records. You know, it's super, super hard when your legacy is built off that first record out of the gate. It's almost a curse. Yeah, yeah. Good curse. It's a good curse, but yeah, it's a good, it's a good. And so, how we feel, how you know, because Tony and I, we talk about that daily. You know, when we're making, you know, songs and we're passing them back and forth. You know, I might send one that be like, oh, 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 you're coming way to you know you're way out there like you know and he has to reel me back in and vice versa and so you like you work all your life or you work all this time for people to recognize you for something you know you don't want to abandon it you know once people you know see you but at the same time you don't want to be mundane Mm -hmm. you know so me personally i don't feel like it has anything to do with the sound per se, it's just more or less the content, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and, and perspective, you know what I mean? Because, you know, that's what makes a good song, you know, it's a it's a collaboration, you know, between, you know, good production, but good, you know, lyrics and content, you know what I mean? And I feel like as long as we're growing as songwriters, you know, you know, people will, will be pleased and they won't be like, oh, they changed and this, that, and the third, you know? So I mean, as long as you keep those elements, does it bang? You know, these are this is on the check checklist. Is does it bang? Do you does your head nod? Do you know? Are we talking about something that's of interest? I, yes. I like to think about it. Does it does it fuck? You know what I'm saying? Like, does this shit does this shit fuck? Because if <laughs> it can fuck, <laughs> fucking is a great word in general. Because there's so many like it could be good, it could be bad, it could be sensual, it could be right. it could be aggressive. You know, uh, as long as it's fucking, you know, it's it's in, it's invoking some sort of a emotion. I also think there's something special about a band's uh, a, a band having or an act in in general just having a shitty record. And I think yeah. it's important when you're a legacy band to dump out a sane anger, if you will, because if you want to maintain a career, right, Lulu, you have to dip in order yeah. for that peak to come back yes. up because there's exactly. no like, you know, there, there's and then there's a perspective of like if it, you if you found the band when you're 15, 16 years old and you were thinking they're going to grow with you while you right. turn 20 and then you have bills to pay and all these other fucking things come into your life. Your heart gets broken. You know, exactly. uh, you know, your, your family's members start to die as you get older, like. And they're like still fucking punk rocking it up. Yeah. You're like, dude, brah, <laughs> that it's not not working for me anymore. Yeah, like, I, I, exactly, I gotta figure yeah. out how to get my kid from school at 3 p.m. and I don't get out of work till 5 p.m. All right, exactly. How are you gonna make a song about this? You know that sort of yeah. that sort of and, shit. And, I, and, and that's where I'm at. You know what I mean? It's more like like you totally. just said. Like I got a kid. You know. You know. I'm married. Like this is different than. You know, when I was a single guy in a, you know, apartment, you know what I mean? Like, I can't. Yeah, you're not like, shut up when I'm talking to you anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I'm ready to listen. Please tell me what's going on. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I I, I truly, you got to evolve. You know what I mean? So, and if you listen to our early stuff to now, you can see the growth. You can see from the content, you can see from the instrumentation, from, you know, the the quality of it, you know what I mean? You can hear our growth because that's what we write about. We write about 
our lives. We write what you can relate to. You know what I mean? Like, and so I'm pretty sure there's somebody out there that wants to tell their kid, shut the hell up sometimes. You know what I mean? At this moment, like, I don't give a damn that you can do this or that. And you know what I mean? Like, oh, that's not really that special. Does that, does do people think like that? Like I do, like, like. You could do I, you better. Know? <laughs> you know? <laughs> but I don't want to be the asshole dad. So this is not even going to make the but, fucking know. fridge, okay? But, but Brandon, <laughs> like, you pick up a really you pick up a really good point. Is like, how does an artist kind of say, okay, we've got to keep the music a certain sounding a certain way, but we can evolve by giving it lyrical legs right. and make making sure that we're saying what we're representing ourselves as an adult now. Because my lyrical bent 10 years ago isn't the same it is now because, like you said, the pressures of life and whatever your children uh, affected definitely. But keeping the sound, because a lot of times with, that's what people want. They want the beat because, mm -hmm. you know, there's a lot of people out there who just don't listen to the lyrics. Mm -hmm. I mean, they don't. They, yes. you know, but but you can still, as, a, as an artist, have the satisfaction of growing by just lyrically coming at it from a different perspective, yet keeping it just banging as hell. Yeah, so, you put the medicine in the food. I love it. That great. That's Perfect. That's Perfect term, man. That's that's good. That's good. Yeah. That's good. So and then um, what what is lucky for us is like we're we're just coming out. So you don't have like a we don't have the luxury of like a you know Lincoln Park or Limp Biscuit or whatever where you saw them as kids, you know what I'm saying? And then they, you know, like this is you've heard of us when we're adults so mm -hmm. <laughs> like you're getting in our car now you know what i mean and so so this is where we're starting and so fortunately for us if you come and find and become a fan of our music uh of the uh content that we're putting out now then yeah we're good you know what i mean you're gonna be, you'll be just fine like what's funny is you got at this point, you guys are already past the career. A, a lot of bands from that genre, they came out real heavy and hard when that whole thing was really blowing up. Their careers came and went so quickly. You guys have already outpaced them. Yeah. I mean, three or four it's, years it's into this. Yeah, it's a marathon. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, dude, let's talk about the cruise for a minute and yeah. how you guys, you know, you guys got on. I remember when Alan told me that you guys were coming on and I wasn't really quite familiar at the time. And then. I started going and investigating. I said, this is perfect because we, we've had such a great success with like Hyro and people like that, um, bringing the hip hop element in there. And we have obviously artists that when we do the stowaways, we always do a beastie boy cover, something thrown in a check and relate to that. Cause he always sings those things, but it's, 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 it just shows you how open-minded the cruise is as far as like inviting new acts in. And then when you guys play, be it 11 or 12 o'clock, people are right up in front and they're just so into it. Yeah. And it, it's just it's inspiring to see that people, A, have such open minds to the new new acts, new bands. And then B, that you guys just deliver so heavy to them. And it's like, man, they're just winning fans left and right here. So when we talk about, you know, hey, we just came off the cruise and now this is lit down. Well, everyone that was on that cruise, the 5000 people heard you. Guess what? They're not going anywhere. When you guys are ready to go back out, they're going to be there waiting for you because you were such a big part of their experience. And not only that, the way you guys handled the bingo was like my favorite, almost my favorite part of the ship. That was, the, I never laughed my ass off so much. And we've had comedians on, man. They get paid to do that. You guys are just like, I'm like, this is, I looked over at my friend. I was like, I said, this is fucking great we're we're brothers so that's yeah how we are. oh yeah the banter was like you guys have been around each other for a long time because the banter was there and you guys knew how to finish each other's lines and 
when you said some stuff about some of the highways in Dallas, I was like, okay, I get it. This is funny. It's funny to me because I know exactly what the hell they're talking about. I got context. <laughs> yeah, I to, 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 to like capstone to, to like, I guess, further on that point, what did it feel like doing that shit? I mean, have you guys been on a cruise as humans, just like a regular, like uh, on the middle of the sea, uh, in the middle of the ocean, eating chicken nuggets, watching, um, you know, days of our lives on the big screen or, you know, like, have you been uh, or is that the first time for the whole kit and caboodle? Like, how did it feel if it was too? Um, that was OK. So, yeah, it was a it was not overwhelming. You know what I mean? It was just more or less like this is where I'm supposed to be. You know what I mean? All these, you know, we 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 paid our dues in Dallas, you know, all over the place. We've played in front of one person, literally yeah. one person. Uh, I know. I know. <laughs> uh, we've also... Like, What's up, uh, Doug? <laughs> you, <come> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and, and so, like, but we've always, we've always, you know, just pretended that we, we would be in front of someone, you know what I mean? Because it's like, I, I know a lot of artists, they always say stuff like, you know, if you can do it in front of one person, you can do it in front of, that is not true. You know what I mean? Like I'm an energy person and I'm not going to lie. There were shows uh, that I just didn't give a damn. You know what I mean? And like I did, and I apologize, you know, to those people that, you know, never heard us before, but it's like, you work so hard, you work so hard, you promote, 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 and then like six, seven people come out, you know, and it gets frustrating. You know what I mean? And you you feed off that energy, but that's why you have to have a support system, you know, that's why you have to have, you know, those someone's gonna be on the high of the day that you're on the low, you know what I mean? So Santos might be low and I pick him up and then vice versa. Like Tony's down and then, you know, he picks up Scully. Scully picks up Tony. You know, that's what we do. We're always pushing forward. So we would always practice and we would always perform like we were going to be there. And then when we're there, it's like we've been here already. You know what I mean? Even though inside we had butterflies, we were all like little schoolgirls, like, ah, in our room and everything. Like, you know. The of course, like you, you can't give black people money like that. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't give us that. <laughs> like we come from nothing. You give us a little change, you give us something we're gonna yeah. have to move. But you know, we held our composer in front of everybody else. But like yeah. we were, we were happy and everything. So it was a great experience. It was, it was, you know, uh, like I said earlier, a blessing. It was. You know what I mean? Like, like you said, I was, I was shitting my pants, all that. You know what I'm saying? Like, did you I save the underwear? Yeah. No, I <laughs> no, I did not. It's like your first dollar at a business. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, uh, hey, no, hey, Brandon, I can, I can tell you, underwear. Brandon, it's funny talking to you about when I was watching you guys perform, and a, a lot of bands kind of come in there premeditated about how their performances are going to go and in their movements and their stage setting and where they're supposed to be at their solo. You guys were like you guys being heavily jazz influenced and coming from the University of North Texas, which is a huge jazz school. Um, you guys really gave each other showcases during each song to really let each other shine. It was, almost felt like a jazz thing. Like, okay, right. you take it, you take, it. and that's what <laughs> yeah, it felt yeah. like. Yeah, so that's what it, if none of it ever felt choreographed, man. It's just like, hey, you want to take sorry. this moment? <laughs> Talking off screen. Hello, can we, you hear me? We, yeah, we got you back. 
You shit your pants again? No, it was it was Cam. It was Cam knocking on my garage door because okay, we, uh, <laughs> we got confused. Uh, we thought it was seven p.m. Sure. for here and not the eastern. So, so and yeah. So he is okay. you know. Cam, you're late, man. We've been, Cam, been talking all this shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, 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 hey, what's up, bud? How Cam? are you? <laughs> What's up, man? I'm sorry. I am so I'm embarrassed. Don't I be embarrassed. embarrassed. You shit your pants. You shit your pants on a ship, man. That's. An, I mean, I shit my pants all the time, dude. I'm embarrassed. Grab your chair, man. I, oh, no, sorry. listen. I, I, I just want to. I wanted to just quite finish that thought real quick. I'm sorry, Chad. Yes, yes, uh, regarding you guys giving each other that spotlight during the songs, and it felt so loose and yes. unchoreographed. So it was really refreshing to see that. And I kind of thought, well, this has to be part of that jazz thing where everyone gets their like little moment to shine per song. And I thought it was great. Oh man. Like, um, Cam and I, we play, we play in church. We're, we come from church. So like, that's oh, nothing. Yeah. like you know, improvising on the spot, you know, that's mm-hmm. what we do. You know what I mean? We're church musicians. And so we, but like, like you said, we wanted to add that into the into we wanted to showcase everybody you know what i mean and give everybody a chance to shine you know what i mean but to be yeah. low key it was really for cam I really, I really wanted to showcase cam you know what i mean so but yeah cam yeah, loves you he's been talking nothing but good no seriously i mean this this dude's given so much love to to, to, to his band to you guys in general like um you could tell that uh you guys really do have a true special a special bond and i don't want to take away from what you were saying but now that cam is here yes can, can we ask you two yes. together did you both shit your pants at the same time on the ship or was it like a one person shit the other person you know covers up like cam what was your favorite part about being on the ship and how did you really feel once you came on board that ship like when you got on there you're like what i think to be honest my favorite part was the whole thing. what was that the, the the entire time from beginning to end, well, you know, the, from walking on and not being known, but being like people, and then some people knew us, and then you could tell some people that would know us, but was I guess scared to reach out. Yeah. But I was so glad to be able to actually reach out and talk to them. That's me being a drummer. I miss that a lot because yeah. I'm usually tearing down where they're talking to everybody and stuff like this. So by the time I'm done, packed up and ready, everybody's gone. So, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, they're not going anywhere on the ship, man. They're around. (laughs) They're not hopping in their cars. (laughs) Him him and on the boat. Him and Sato's are the reason, probably, why people came to see us because they were all over the boat, just talking to everybody. You know what I mean? They probably the reason why I'm sick because they're shaking everybody's hands and all that. And like, they are the reason why people were in the Eagle Lounge that night because they were just talking us up. Because you know, I'm a little social, not you know, anti-social or anything. It's just like, it's like, oh, you want to talk to me? Like, why you want to talk to me? Like, you know? But they're they're social butterflies. They're all over the place. Hey, I'm Cam. Da da da. I'm in a band. Da da. So, yeah, Cam was working the room, man. I can I can was attest to that. It. He, he was giving it. So, <laughs> yes, he him and Santos were the main reasons why everybody and then Tony a little bit. You know what I mean? Tony a little bit, but you know what I mean. Me and Scully, we were just walking around taking it in. Like, you know what I mean? Like it was a lot of 
it was a lot of thanking for me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Just being thankful to be there and in that in that position. So, you know, I wasn't trying to be rude. Like anybody that I came across, I had a conversation, took pictures, you know, shook hands, you know, all of that. You know what I mean? I was appreciative of it, but like a lot of the time, you know, it was just like a lot of just walking around, just taking it in because, you know, we've never been in a situation like that before or had that experience before. And like when you're, I guess, as a leader of the band, when you're constantly having to motivate your band to, to come to practice after a shitty show or a show that had like seven people. And, and you know what I mean? And motivating them to be like, like, no, we are good. We are good. Like, we do have a good sound. Like, we're good. We're going to be fine, you know? And then finally get an opportunity to show our ourselves to a, a mass amount of people at one time, you know, that part was overwhelming for me. And it was a lot of thankful, you know, moments for me just walking around, just being like, dang, yeah, I appreciate it. Now I can't go back. Now, you know, it's like, oh, I can I can never go back. So, you know, so now it's just like, oh, I'm on go mode. I'm on, I'm on like, you know, get it, let's go mode, you know what I mean? So. There's a part of me that pictures you just straight cold leaning against this, <laughs> like be like, I fucking told you motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was a lot Don't of that. Don't ever doubt me again, we're good. <laughs> it was good. a lot of that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you're like, it was a what's lot up, of that. Cam? <laughs> it was you a lot of that. You fun now, motherfucker? <laughs> My, my my exact words were, you motherfuckers can't tell me shit. <laughs> can't tell me nothing. I love that. We're validated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a whole lot of that. It was a whole lot Just of that. sitting in the room waiting for them to come back in. He's like, you having fun? Yeah. <laughs> we got this thing, man. We got... We got this thing that we do at the end of these um, that it's called walk the plank. Walk the plank. Walk the plank. And uh, we we have three questions, and uh, Justin and I each ask our own, and then we get a fan question um, to ask. If it's cool with you guys, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Unless Justin has anything else to no listen i'll tell you what let's ask this uh, chad when you ask your question both of you gentlemen answer it separately your own answers and we'll, we'll do that for all of them so basically at the end of the day we're going to have six responses to everything okay okay cool we'll make yeah. them short and sweet no <laughs> take as much time as you want and this oh, okay. is a, this is basically a question that's like random question and you answer it in the the, the best you know how and okay. everybody's judging so everyone else <laughs> <is>, yeah. <laughs> 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 um, so my sorry my question uh tl is and i asked this once before and i felt like it was the the right i feel like it's the right time to ask it um so my question is how will culture change over the next hundred years how do you feel like culture our society is poised to change over the next hundred years Oh, uh, I have a weird theory that um, it's everything repeats itself and I feel like it's just going to be we're just going to start looping like maybe centripetal like I mean I guess like for instance like the the 60s will be hot again and you'll have more artists coming out with sounds that sound like that and then you know oh someone artist might come out that had a cool funk, you know, song in the set. Now that's the trend. And, you know, so I feel like music will constantly be doing that. And then 
sooner or later in a hundred years, someone might revert back to 2019 or 2018 or something like that. And like, Oh, this, this sound was, you know, so I think it's just going to repeat itself. Like, I feel like every note, every melody, every chord progression has damn near been played. You know what I mean? And like sooner or later songs are going to sound alike unless you're just drastic and you're like that one band. Oh, what was that band? They basically, they, uh, man, what's the name of that band? But they, they did digital noise. It was like, and then Kanye jumped on that. Uh, I forget what the band was called. But then Kanye jumped on the wave. And then his Yeezus album was like influenced by that sound. Death Grips. That's what, Death that's Grips. what they were called. Yeah, 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 yeah. you, you yeah. said that, my bad. Uh, and so, um, but yeah. And so I think we're just going to constantly go back and pull from, from, past and just keep going going like that kind of like a tank wheel you know we're just going to keep pulling and just moving along at the same time you know what i mean but it's just going to repeat itself eventually because how many songs are out now that you could hear a song and be like that sounds like you know what i mean every song every song you know what i mean it, you know what i'm saying and so especially in hip-hop you know what i mean like i mean hip-hop songs nowadays a dj's dream you know what I mean? You just got one tempo pretty much, you know what I'm saying? And <laughs> you can just mix it, you know what I mean? Like, so like, you know, me personally, I dip back into jazz, you know what I mean? You know, cause that all that is is freestyle, to be honest, you know what I mean? And so that's why I like to listen to a bunch of randomness, you know, over beautiful chords. And well, so, Brandon Kennedy, then when we spoke about earlier, but you guys doing in-house or anything, couldn't that be kind of a replication of what they're doing in the 60s when people start to get experimental? So you actually are kind of living 100 years in the future right now, actually. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. My yeah. point proven. Yeah, there, there you go. There you go. It came to fruition. Hey, Cam, what about – Cam, what do you think about that question? Basically, as well, I would say what I would prefer, but I do understand everybody It's almost like – there's a lot of followers. I wanted somebody to do something different. That's basically what I'm starting to look into, stuff like that. Um, and then, like, my other, uh, one of my homies, his name is Black Dynamite. Black Dynamite. And uh, he just released a couple albums. He's a drummer. And he has, like, a jazz background. But his music is, like, it has everything. Yes. In it. It's literally almost everything from jazz to uh, like the 60s, 70s to like uh, shit, like it's 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 broad. It's basically a little bit of everything. If, if you're really a music head and you enjoy good music, check him out. Just because he's experimental on another level. He puts multiple genres in one song, and <clears throat> it's like two different parts or three different parts. But um, I would I, I would hope it to expand like that. To be is he he's a drummer you mentioned he's a drummer yeah. so is it kind yeah. of like a almost kind of buddy miles when muddy miles was doing the the hendrix experience stuff yeah yeah, yeah. He, okay he's like mentally he went to booker t so it's some music school. oh yeah yeah so yeah and he grew up with spicy right and you know sean martin and all the you know dallas great and stuff like that so being around and that's what I like being around. It's a lot of good music around here. Yeah. So that's a lot of where I get our inspiration our, uh, inspiration from is too is a lot of local bands. 
Okay, so basically you guys think that, A, originality has to come back on, 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 and there's going to be some artists that are going to really set the bar for that. And then also basically everything is secular and we're going to come back at some point <laughs> to being in the 1970s again. Yeah. I mean, nobody right. plays instruments anymore. No, they. it's funny you mention that because I used to do, do stuff for a guitar center and I saw more kids taking lessons. That was very inspiring. And I'm, I'm talking about like 2019. It was oh, inspiring. Okay. Yeah, it was good. Oh. But you're right. I mean, more poor people got to get out there. But hey, if they can blend live instrumentation, what you guys do with some beats, then, you know, hey, whatever gets them playing music. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But my question to you, gentlemen, is this, and obviously it's going to be separate because do you possess any of the qualities of your astrological sign? Yes. First off, what are you? <laughs> I am a damn cancer. <laughs> I'm a cancer. And, and what, what do you feel are your strongest traits that come from that sign? Um, loyalty. <laughs> yeah, you've proven that tonight. You really have proven that, but what you say about your band, you definitely are in that. And what you guys have built, so that's that's spot on, actually. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, yeah, I love hard. You know what I mean? And I'm yeah. emotional. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Yes. <laughs> hey, Cam. Cam, what is your son? Oh, he's the fan. I'm trying to read up on it. <laughs> are you trying to read? No, I don't even know any Sagittarius. <laughs> He's a Sag. I'm a Sag, but I'm reading up on it so I can confirm that. So okay, I, yeah. Inquisitive, you know, that's what it is. Yeah. I just got it's into it, I'm sorry. So, I'm a researcher. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, Google's your friend. <laughs> yeah. I was just I was just gonna Google it. I was like, "What is that shit? I don't even know what that is." I, yeah. What is that? Bur when, when is that part of the year anyway? What month is that? It's the second part of November. Okay. It's like later. So right into Christmas then. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, any, any, the twenty third through the twenty first. Uh, twenty first. Twenty third of November <laughs> through the twenty first of December. What is the description of you as a Sagittarius? Uh, I guess they say we care hard and we love hard too. Like we're really loyal, but don't don't like. Twist like don't yeah. if you fuck with us, you're a rat. <laughs> That's so, like, hey, basically the mafia. You gotta be yeah, the mafia, yeah, right? We're okay. peaceful as long as you don't fuck with us. <laughs> All right, yeah. Problem after that. This okay, so so Cam is a warrior monk. So we got that down. <laughs> exactly. He's from he's from the Shallon. So <laughs> and I do have my gym and I keep my stones. So yeah. there you go. All right, you're, you're a crystal, a peaceful, spiritual man, but don't yeah. fuck with him. All right. Do you have a fan question, or do you want me to take the fan question? You can uh, take the fan question. All right, this is a pretty. I thought this was a pretty interesting one. Uh, oh, wait, wait, wait. This is a fan question. Fan from yeah, one of our fans, it, yeah. Yeah, we make a survey yeah, and we try to. Yeah, wait, hold on, hold on, wait, wait, hold wait, on. Wait. Were they for us or were this is just like, <laughs> hey, we're gonna ask some. No, no, no. It's for, it's, it's a generator. It, it's a, yeah, it's a generator. Okay, okay. We we have a surplus. We have a we have a surplus for the week for each week's episode from the people that ask questions about their general their general things. It's not going to be uh, yeah because it's the yeah band. it's not specific to a band. Yeah, it's just a, say, man, we don't have fans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was question was like so when do you guys think you're going to get any fans? No, it's <laughs> it's uh, uh, they were. This is. I feel like it's interesting. It can. It can. It can uh, lean into some pretty weird stuff. So, if and I'm gonna assume that this is an assumption here. Uh, when you die, uh, 
where would you like to be in your cremated? I said, sorry, hold on. When you die, uh-huh. where would you like your ashes to be spread? I'm assuming they're, they know for sure you're going to be cremated here. But uh, when you die, where would you like your ashes to be spread? <laughs> they don't want your mom to keep them in an urn. They want that shit on the ground somewhere, I guess. Oh, man. Um... Where would I want my ashes to be spread? I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that you're gonna say deep, deep elm, the double wide deep elm, right? Uh, no, no, <laughs> double wide, RBC. <laughs> Jokes. You know, uh, dang, I wish this question had more detail. Like, is, did I die before my my girl, or did my girl? Mm. Because if I died before my girl. She yeah. has to take me with her everywhere. <laughs> like, like in her coin purse or what? Yeah, what are you sorting? This is Cross. <laughs> uh, Pleasure to meet us. <laughs> uh, you know, I, mean, I think if I spread my ashes, um, Spread my ashes somewhere on the beach. Any or, beach? You know what? Spread my ashes on uh, Lincoln Financial Field. Okay. Where it, that's where the Eagles play. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. Phillies fan, huh? Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Die hard. You, can spread you remember where you live, right? You, you know where you live, right? Okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's where I live. <laughs> yeah. But my heart ain't there. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, I'm from DA. You know, that's where I was. Oh, going. okay, well, that makes oh, sense. All right, there you go. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like, okay, I was like, what is he doing? He's asking to die. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where are you going to be spread? Spray me across, like, put it, give me, get somebody in the plane and just spray me across Oak Cliff, Texas. Okay. That's, that's all right. You hear that? They want to be spread on peanut butter and jelly sandwiches <laughs> that Brandon's wife is going to wear uh, while she jumps out of a plane flying over top of uh, Texas. That's the answer. Over Oak like. Cliff, yeah. <laughs> Don't get it in anyone's lattes over there, but yeah. Hey, I want to be a part of everybody. There you go. This is me giving back. There you go. Yeah. I know it's kind of hard to hit you with a mortality question just off the cuff, but you know, hey. Honestly, I want to be frozen. <laughs> yeah, you want to go cryo? I always said to my wife, I was like, I want them to freeze me, and then I want a conveyor belt to roll me around the funeral, <laughs> so no one has to get up. <laughs> so I just roll around, and everybody Black just ice style, <laughs> <laughs> on a toy train. Yeah. So. <laughs> anyway, hey, listen, guys, before we say goodbye to you, it would be remiss if I didn't uh, say a few things. Hey, guys, uh, Shiprock Land, uh, Shiprock 2022 is coming in January. There are some cabins still available, so go to shiprock.com and, and find those. And if you're just looking for a cabin mate, you can go to uh, you can go look there and it'll it'll send you to, to go look for someone you can partner up with. So shiprock.com, cabin still available. Also go to askfor.com slash shop look for some of our new goods including hoodies t-shirts leggings and i think a few of the fuck 2020 shirts are still available 
Yeah. Those are so dope. There you go. Those are gold, right? So, yeah, go pick them up there. Um, and listen, tonight, guys, on behalf of myself, Justin, and my co-host, Chad, and we want to thank uh, our producer, Al McManus. Has it ever occurred to you what would happen to my future if I were to fail to live up to my responsibilities? Has it ever occurred to you? Has it? I thank our engineer, Jennifer, show coordinator, Heather, and, of course, the captain, Alan Koenig. Listen, we want to thank Brandon and Cam from uh, We Are Band Nerds for joining us tonight. And, and this was a great hour and I think a few more minutes to tack onto that. Thank you guys for everything that's going on. 2021 sounds like it's going to be a really exciting, creative year for you. And we appreciate you guys sharing that with us. Thank you, thank you for having us. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for being here, guys. Uh, Well, hey friends, my name is Zach Lupiton. You may know me from the band Dust Bowl Revival, but I also host a music discovery podcast called The Show on the Road. For the last five seasons, I've been able to dive deep and have intimate chats with folks like the Lumineers, Andy DeFranco, Wolfpack, Keb Moe, Lake Street Dive, Bela Fleck, and more. So guess what? After 150 conversations with some of my favorite songwriters from around the world, we are bringing brand new episodes to the Osiris Network. New interviews and intimate acoustic performances will be coming at you this summer. And which episodes are coming next, you ask? I am Zach Goody, the lead singer for the band Smash Mouth. Our band is called Milky Chance. We are based in Berlin. My name is David Shaw. I sing and write songs with my band, The Revivalists. Trust me, these conversations go some wild places. So subscribe to the show on the road on Osiris, and we'll see you soon. Again.